episode 47, Thought Work from Court. Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we relearn how to lose weight so you can reach your goal weight with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the busy moms who've tried it all. If you're tired of endless dieting, a tired mom, and ready to learn what works, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzant. Let's get this lesson started. Hello there, mamas. Whoosh. I have been doing next level thought work over the last few weeks. And I debated including this in because let's be honest, most people, especially doctors, don't like to talk about court. And a little bit of my ego didn't want to go there. But I will share with you that the thought work that came out for me and the lessons that I learned from it and the fact that I literally spent almost two weeks of my life there, I have to share it on the podcast. How can I not share with you all what I've learned? And that's always my goal. So let me just share with you that this one is going to be a different episode and it is going to be mind blowing. So if you think that, oh, is it related to weight loss? Absolutely. Because your thoughts create your reality, ladies. And I promise this will be weight loss specific. But let me start by saying that I learned a lot in court over the last few weeks. I did not want to be there. Doctors don't love to be in court. I did not open a lawsuit. I was the defendant of the lawsuit. This is a process that's been since the initial occurrence, six years in the making. And I've grown and changed so much over the past six years. And so had the other side. It was really amazing to watch. The biggest lesson I took away from this is truly that our thoughts create our reality. And I want you to consider that over a six-year time frame, and I challenged some of my mamas this week to think about this, if your thoughts change, how would your reality in your life, in your weight loss journey, in your beliefs about human nature and about other people, in your relationships change? If you decided today to change your thoughts, how will your reality be different in six years time? I can tell you, This happened right after I got married. I've had a baby who is now in preschool. We've been through COVID. I've changed jobs. I discovered coaching. I did obesity medicine certification. My reality has changed on a sheet of paper so much in the last six years. But so many of those old thoughts we carry with us. And that impacts your weight loss journey. Here's how. If you believe that you'll never reach your goal weight in six years, you're not going to be at your goal weight. If you believe that you can't live at your goal weight, in six years you'll have done a lot of different diets and bounce right back up. If you believe your life is limited by your weight, in six years you'll be living a limited life. And if you choose to start believing that you can live at your goal weight and you're figuring out the path to get there, in six years you can be living at your goal weight. If you choose to start believing that weight loss is simple, that I don't need food for entertainment, I need it for energy, that my life is not limited except for my thoughts about it. In six years, you will be experiencing that as your life. We think it's the big things, ladies, and it's literally the little thoughts that change that. It's how we choose to believe about ourselves and our place in the world every single day that creates our reality. 
So I'm going to give you a specific example from court to understand this. I've decided not to go in depth into the actual court case. I do want to go into one aspect of it. This is a part that the lawyers chose. And probably truly out of the whole case was the hardest part for me to coach myself through. This was a lawyer specific tactic that they decided four or five years ago. And I want you to just consider the change in reality over that time frame. So one of the aspects that came up, and interestingly, it didn't impact at all the jury. <laughs> they said that afterwards. By the way, I'll share more on this later, but the jury unanimously found us 12 and 0, not responsible. We won unanimously. And that matters a little bit, but I'm going to come back to that later. But the lawyers on the prosecution side decided to look at a very specific incident that happened at the very end of this. Medical records were sent to the coroner's office and one specific note was not included. The most recent note, the note that the lawyers wanted to see. And the lawyers decided at the time that they served me with paperwork the week before I had my daughter, that in their mind, this was me trying to obstruct justice, trying to conceal evidence, basically trying to hide. And I say this because I do truly believe this was a lawyer tactic. It didn't end up influencing the case, but it influenced everything about the case for me. And I believe for the other side. So the relevance of this, ladies, is that literally our thoughts create our reality. So I want you to consider the two different realities that exist in this. If you are a person who's told by your lawyer, hey, I think there was concealment here. I think there was obstruction of justice here. I think that Dr. Vincent had something to hide. At that moment, your thoughts about that person change, right? Think about a person like that who you think does that. Now, I've already given away the kicker because obviously I said it was me. Think about the other side of it, how you have interacted with me, your thoughts about me versus that person's thoughts about me. And I want you to fast forward those kinds of thoughts for years. How would you then be thinking about that other person? Ladies, the reality of how you think of people, of how you think of yourself, changes based off of your thoughts over time. Now I wanna share a little bit of the other side of it, which is really interesting to consider, because I know some of you guys are probably like, wait, did you try to obstruct justice? <laughs> it seems very unusual for you. And yes, you're absolutely correct. To me, that could not be further from my character. These people didn't know me, the lawyers really didn't know me. They were just kind of coming up with ideas in their heads of what could have occurred. Now I want you to consider the other side of it, which is these record release requests came through when I was out of town at a medical conference in Hawaii, came through to my front desk. My front desk looked for the visits. She sent the last four of my visits, not all the visits at our clinic. So the last visit that was omitted was omitted because she just sent my visits. Now that you've heard that, how do your thoughts change your reality? Now I will share with you, because there's a little bit of ego in this, that my front desk helper was happy to get up and to give a deposition and say, I sent the records. She had nothing to do with it. But even if you hear that four years later, if you've believed the opposite, is it going to change your thoughts? No way. My lawyer told me in court, I don't think people lie as much as we think. I think more of it is they believe their own stories. And I sat there thinking about that as a coach for days. 
And I was like, yes, because if you're told this four years ago, you literally can sit in here today and believe that I obstructed justice, that I am potentially not a very good person, and all of those thoughts become the reality. And you can sit on the other side and think, what are you talking about? This is a hospital system. Doctors don't send out their own record releases. And she was out of town anyway. And the lady who sent them said she sent them. Two very different realities. And I want to share with you, I want you to consider people in your lives that you're thinking of like that, right? We are so black and white. Our brains want to categorize. It just sends things on very easy neural pathways that feel comfortable for us. Bad person, good person. In weight loss, we really think that. Successful, not successful. And I want you to consider that it is those thoughts that create the reality. When you think that only getting to your goal weight is success and you never do it, so I'm unsuccessful, and then you link that to your personal value, I'm an unsuccessful person, that reality will show over and over and over again. And weight loss for modern American moms, we create new beliefs on our first session because those old beliefs that got you to your weight now aren't going to miraculously change because you lose two pounds. You're just going to keep telling yourself, well, I have so far to go. I have so long. How can I believe it now? I can't believe it till I actually see it. And you won't ever see it as long as your reality is, I won't ever see it. It's a self-fulfilling loop. And court taught me that like no other this last week. Your thoughts create your reality. Consider in six years how your thoughts will be different if today you choose to practice new beliefs about yourself, your value, and your weight loss journey. The next lesson that I learned in court this last week is this. Your ego is a real thing. And I don't mean like ego, like I'm full of myself and I'm so proud of myself. My husband would tell me before we went to court every morning, you did nothing wrong. And what they say today doesn't change that. And I did really believe that. That's why I opted to go to court. I could have taken the easy out a long time ago. I was offered that many times and I didn't because I thought to myself, the me who was nine months pregnant, who got served with paperwork that said, you're obstructing justice said, no more. I have to stand up for myself. And I kept honoring that version of me every time options came up. I told my lawyer, I'm 51% in. <laughs> And the reason why is because of my ego. I want you to know that every day when you show up in a place like that, where you feel like everybody's talking about you, everyone's looking at you, everyone's judging your action or inaction, the basic human ego is very fragile. It was a lot to sit through. And the reason I say that I learned so much from a thought work standpoint was I spent time considering what are the thoughts that these people are having what are my thoughts that I think they're having that's putting my ego in overdrive? What are the thoughts that I'm projecting onto other people? Oh, she's a horrible person. She's a horrible doctor. She doesn't care about other people. She's all about herself. See, we knew this would happen. Those were the thoughts that were coming up for me because my basic ego felt like it was under attack. And in a way, it kind of was. When we separate our action from who we are as a person, that is how you get out of your ego being under attack. So here's how this relates to your weight loss. It's so interesting to me in our groups how compliments will go two different ways, right? Some of my ladies are like, someone complimented me and I felt amazing. Some of my ladies are like, someone complimented me and I wanted to hide and eat. It's what they make it mean about their ego. When you lose weight and you start looking better and someone does compliment you, do you make it mean you're a better person? 
and someone doesn't compliment you, do you make it mean you're not as good? When a spouse says to you, are you supposed to eat that? Your ego goes into check. And it's so interesting to me to watch my mamas because half of them will be like, oh, I appreciated him saying that. And the other half will be like, here he goes judging me again. It is our thoughts that are driving the ego in those moments. In Weight Loss for Modern American Moms, we practice think, feel, eat cycles. The feelings that come up. For me in court, my fight or flight was on overdrive the whole entire time. My lawyer looked at me before I went up on the stand and he said, are you doing some coaching over there? Because I closed my eyes and just really calmed my whole ego before I went up there. And I said, yes, thank you. I'll be back in a moment. I had to check in with myself so many times a day. And think, feel, eat cycles are checking in with yourself. What are my thoughts that are creating these feelings? Why are these feelings driving me to eat? To change your weight forever means to recognize the feelings that cause you to overeat and the thoughts that create those feelings. Just like me sitting there in court, what am I thinking that the overwhelming thought feels like everyone is judging me? Maybe the jury was sitting over there judging themselves because they didn't understand all the medical topics. It was really interesting afterwards because apparently they did judge some of the things people wore in the courtroom. It wasn't me, don't worry. It was actually men, which was surprising because I always think they judge women's dress more harshly. Maybe the judge, when he did that kind of side look, was really considering his own stance and record. Not much to do with me. If there's one thing I can tell you I learned in court, it is that it is a show and you are just a very small part of it, even if it's all about you. It's really interesting to watch. If you've never been through it, I wouldn't recommend going through it, but watching our judicial system will give you some inspiration. Because in the end, there are rules and guidelines for a reason, right? It does work for a reason. As much as we all want to bash it, it does work. And I was so thankful for those jurors for showing up every day and really paying attention. But I could never have felt that had I sat there in my ego thinking they're judging me all day long. I actually had some empathy for the other side. I could understand what they were going through. I can understand how painful this would be for them, especially because I knew how painful it was for me. And I knew that their thoughts had created their reality. Ladies, that will change your relationship with yourself and your relationship with other people. It doesn't just change overeating. That's our first goal. But it also changes your relationship with your life and who you are and how you show up with the people that matter and the people you just barely interact with who may actually change your life. Which brings me to my third lesson, which is your thoughts really do create your reality. And that includes the feelings you choose to hold on to. So I want you to consider those really difficult relationships, or maybe this is your relationship with yourself. What are the feelings you're choosing to hold on to? How do you feel about yourself? And I want you to know that you are choosing to hold on to those. If those are feelings that leave you overeating and an unfulfilled life with lots of limitations, so you just keep turning to food to be the only answer, the only pick-me-up, your friend, your frenemy, I want you to know that it is your thoughts that are creating that. Here's how you know. Here's my lesson from court. I'm probably going to cry on this one. I was the defendant in this lawsuit. I didn't choose it. We won unanimously, 12 to 0. And I was so proud that even the first juror to come out said, you know, you didn't bash your patient. All you talked about was good about your patient. And to me, that says so much about who you and your team are. And I was so proud of that. I was so proud of my legal team. I was so proud of my malpractice insurance that let me do this. Shout out to Greg Young and Brian White at Hinkle and Camco. They were amazing. They were such a supportive team. And everybody believed in me and I believed in me. 
But I want to share with you something. I still had a patient die, and I remember where I was sitting when I found out, and I cried, not pretty tears. And this has sat with me for six years, and I think in many ways it will sit with me the rest of my life. I know I didn't do anything wrong, but I still have the guilt of wanting to change it, wanting to change what happened. And a friend of mine who's a physician wrote me just today and said, you have been absolved of all of the professional guilt. A jury said that to you. I hope you can let go of the personal guilt that I know you feel because I cared about my patient and I wish something different had happened. So you can walk out of something as strong as court with everybody saying, hey, pat on the back, you didn't do anything wrong. And if you still choose the thoughts that create the feeling of guilt, you'll never feel that. And I'm not sure that I'm quite ready to let that go yet. And I'm actually okay with that right now. So even when people say 100% not your fault, it's still your choice whether you choose to let go of the other 50-50. I did feel relieved, proud, maybe a little exonerated, and I still feel the personal guilt of just wishing I could have changed it. The difference for me now is it's a conscious choice. And I know there'll come a time when I can let that go. I'm just not quite there yet, and that's okay. Here's how you're gonna see it in your weight loss journey. When you've lost 20 pounds, and you eat something that's not planned. Or one of my mamas this last week has lost 75 pounds and ate Dairy Queen. And you feel that shame and guilt come back up. It's still there, it just kind of wants to hide in the background. What will you choose to make that mean? And how will you choose to let that impact your journey? When will you choose to feel successful at your weight loss? Is it when you hit your goal weight? Is it when you've been living at your goal weight for two years? When will you choose to celebrate and feel exonerated of this extra weight? And how do you balance that? I can't tell you how many of my mamas are like, I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop. I've lost all this weight, but we still live in this relationship of shame and anxiety and fear and guilt when we eat a little differently because we let those thoughts overwhelm us. I have gotten there on the weight loss journey. Part of it has been this progress over perfection journey that I've been in. I officially finished the nine months and lost 15 pounds, but it was very different for me than doing it in perfection because I did it intentionally in a very real life way. I didn't let myself get into perfection and I found myself over and over again judging that and having guilt around it. Oh, I need to be better. No, that's part of the journey. It is progress over perfection. And I will share with you on this whole guilt around this court that I'm choosing progress over perfection there. It will come with time as I integrate this in to who I become. So ladies, even in a spotlight court, you can do the best thought work around. <laughs> as a doctor, I tell you, we don't love it. I laughed at my lawyer. I said I had hives the first time I met you and it's the only time in my life I've ever had hives. But I am glad that I did it. And I am glad that I took the space to do some thought work and grow as a person through it in a place that looks at how our thoughts create our reality instead of judging people who think differently than me in a space that looks at the basic human ego and how fragile it felt when my thoughts told me everybody's looking at you and judging you. This is all about you as a person instead of this is about an action that occurred. It's just a subtle shift, ladies, but it will shift that ego like no others. And when I chose to embrace the 50-50, to feel pride, to feel exonerated, to feel relieved, and also wish that it could have ended differently. 
I hope this is helpful. It's been a very intense podcast for me. And I hope you ladies have a great week. Look in the spaces for the thought work, especially when you feel intense emotions. If you love today's show, make sure to share it with a mom who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get all of the latest lessons from the School of Weight Loss podcast. Ready to reach that goal weight? Head on over to drmommy.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-M-O-M-E.com to learn more about Weight Loss for Modern American Moms, my virtual weight loss coaching program.